to the Anytime Notebook. We're here every single week to mark your card. In fact, this week more than once uh, across the EFL set piece decks, rampaging wingbacks, board thinking holding midfielders. Regular listeners, welcome back. New listeners, great to have you on board. Joining me as always, John Bywater. John, we must have had a winner because we couldn't wait to record the next pod. Normally it's a mundane, arduous task. We couldn't wait to talk about it. Hang on, hang on, Gav, hang on. Oh, hang on. No, no, quiet, quiet. Yeah, no. Sorry, I'm being attacked by all your fans. Um, sorry, sorry, I'm not sure if that worked, but we'll find out on the edit. Yeah, well done, Gav. Um, good old Pennington. He's got to be one of the... He's one of the few that we've been on the right side more than not over the years. Would you agree with that? Probably, yeah. In a, in a yeah. list of players that owe us nothing, he's in a very yeah, short yeah. list. Well, he certainly is after that. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's uh, yeah, yeah. It was a good uh, good weekend. Um, Dale Fry is now on the never ever 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 again list for me. And if I ever mention him again, even as a little note, then. Um, that is the end of me for the pod. Um, yeah, and I think I'll stop guessing which Bolton wing-back plays as uh, <laughs> or better wasn't even the squad. Yeah, I don't Excellent. know. Have you found any, any investigation or just...? Um, I think it was just something to do with the number of loans they could have in the squad um, oh, okay. rather than anything Makes sinister. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, John, uh, we don't get to rest on our laurels. Uh, a full midweek slate, which always, you know, is always exciting when you are looking over... Um, what happened on Saturday when you're I normally do that Sunday morning and when you look over it it's always good to have um, a midweek slate to look forward to and we've got a full one this week so hey we had plenty of thoughts and we shared some notes we thought hey why not get together on a Monday evening and talk about some of those you got quite a few you got more than me um, some good spots in yours though and um, hey I've got some thoughts as well hey, John should we um, should we start off with a uh, start off with a championship um Yes, our uh, often forgotten cousin, as we say. Um, yeah, I thought of some interesting ones. I'll give a, a chap I'm not going to put up first. Ro- uh, Ronald Pereira for Swansea, who was a January signing from Estoril in Portugal. Mm-hmm. Uh, looks a very much a rough diamond at this stage, but looks like the sort of player who could just come to life at some point soon. He's only 21. He's only been there for three games, but he slowly pay, played even more minutes in each of his three appearances. And he did get four attempts away um, at Hull at the weekend, which was quite quite impressive. Uh, Swansea play Leeds on Tuesday, so that's not really appealing. And he's he's only 9-2, to two, and considering they're playing Leeds, that doesn't really tempt me in. Mm-hmm. Uh, the one, <clears throat> there's a couple I like in the championship. One's a familiar name to the pod, um, Someone we definitely found and nobody else had ever heard of, even though he was um, quite, quite a well-known Premiership youth player. But anyway, Finn Assas for um, probably his best performance in terms of shots since joining Middlesbrough in January mm-hmm. at the weekend. He had five attempts. Uh, some of that would be because they were chasing the game early as they were 2-0 down fairly early on. Um He's yet to complete the full minutes, um, but we know what he can do in terms of scoring goals, even at this level early on this season. Uh, factor in as well that Preston away is hardly likely to be a goal fest. That's on Wednesday night. And with a slight question mark that he might not play the full minutes, I'll, I'll, I'll have a go on a one-point Finazaz first goal scorer at the 
made up price of 13 to 1. <laughs> I, I much prefer it when it's 26 to 2 or 39 to yes. 3. Sounds like well, you, you, you like you like the firm with made up prices. You've, uh, you've, <laughs> you've, since they've appeared, you you can't stop backing uh, twenty to one plus winners. Right. <laughs> two bets, two winners. It'll be oh, yeah, uh, still no email, so that's good. No, it'd be. Uh, I think they'll be looking for you as, as some sort of trading opportunity shortly. <laughs> uh, Thank goodness. <laughs> we, we've uh, got a um, yeah, we've got another one, mate. If we if we want to carry on with another, yeah, one go for it. I, I watched this lad on Saturday. He was very impressive. But yeah, take it away. Yeah, and were you singing for he's a jolly good fellows? It should be. They, yes, they certainly should it, be. Yeah, should be. Uh, that's that's probably the song they may be singing. <laughs> it's uh, it's Tom Fellows who seems to be growing in his role at West Brom since January. Uh, for whatever reason, he's he's had a lot more minutes since then. He scored goals in the FA Cup against Hereford, uh, Blackburn, and here against Ipswich. Um, a bit like a Saz, really, isn't a cert to play the full minutes, um, but he has been playing more minutes of late. Cardiff at home. Uh, Tuesday evening is a good spot, really. Um, but with those same doubts as a sass, I'll also go first goal scorer only here. So we'll go one point, Tom Fellows, nine to one, first goal scorer only. Very good. Look very busy. Did it look like a, um, a Jack Clark's not that old, is he? But it looked like a young Jack Clark there. Mm, I like so. that. Yeah, should probably um, probably mention our sad news with Daryl Dyke, who's done his ACL again. Oh, uh, yeah, it's, uh, just cannot catch a break. Can no, it? it's poor chap. Did a uh, did a good post on. Uh, well, I don't know if it was on Twitter, but I saw it on Twitter. Worth a read. Uh, seems like quite a. Um, you know, he, he's keeping his glass half full, but he's not had much luck with injuries. No, I did. Yeah, I can't recall the stat, but yeah, I, I think throughout a few clubs, hasn't he? He's uh, yeah, just you know, through the last three or four years, have been pretty much a write-off. But um, yeah, get well soon, and um, hey, I'm sure he'll be. Um, I'm sure he'll be back in some sort of guys. But yeah, switched on lad, and um, yeah, good luck to him. A nice comprehensive overview of the championship action there. I didn't have like that. I didn't have quite like, a chance to, to get round to the championship when I was looking at mine. So I'm sure I have some thoughts before Tuesday. Oh, one thing to note that the Preston Middlesbrough was on the Wednesday as well, isn't it, John? So if you're a fan mm. of um, if you're a fan of Maltese going over onto a second day, that's uh, that should be music to your ears. Some familiar names in League One are Barnsley Threat, who um, I've had plenty of goes at trying to pronounce it, so I'll give you a, a chance to pronounce this one, but another couple of efforts for a Barnsley centre-half in, in, in League One. Yeah, th- thanks, Gav. Um, yeah, I think, I think we'll go with Di Gavinke. Di Gavinke. Davinke, no, it's not right. Okay. D D D Gavinke, yeah, um, yeah. He's changed the nationality. Um, is it that? Can we, can we just stick with Mao or Mao? Yeah, Mao. Yeah, Mao. Yeah, yeah. Who was the old? Who was the old defender called Mao? Mao was it? Mao Sterland or or going back from like the eighties? Mao Benning. Oh wait, yeah, he's, he's, old, he's still him. he's still around. He's, he's, he's having a resurgence uh, at Shrewsbury. Um, oh, you love to tie it back to current EFL, don't you? Oh, <laughs> such a anyway. Um, good old Mal. He he now really looks the only threat for Barnsley. Uh, like you're saying, I think was it two efforts at the weekend again. Yeah. Um, you look at 
that back line, it, it just looks like him or nothing really there. So, yeah, I think he's still he's still a fair price really. Um, what nationality is he? Is he French? Sounds like it must be French or Belgian. Can't remember now. I did see, yeah, I did see it earlier, but good luck, good luck to Mao anyway. Yeah, what about um, Burton made an eye-catching signing? Oh, yeah, for us. I couldn't believe for it. Only I, thought, us two. I thought it was a joke, but um, it's not. The uh, the Doctor Congo transmitter showing showing signs of life here. Um, he must thought we thought he'd never be mentioned again after Fleetwood. I just think they couldn't agree terms with him in the summer. But Toto Nisala, one of our old favourites, uh, suddenly turned up for Burton last week on a free. Uh, they've got quite a defensive injury and suspension crisis. Didn't take him long to get involved, though, did it, Gav? Um, you, you made a great, you made a great point here, which is so those Tom Hamer long throws. He got on the end of yeah, what couple of them. I think, but you made yeah, a great point. That we we ain't, we never had to back. We never got the opportunity to back him in a set piece focus side, are we? And Burton yeah. should be one of those. So um, it'd be interesting to see how he gets on. Yeah, he was close for me here against Carlisle. The only thing that put me off is he hasn't played for months and he, he played 72 minutes at the weekend, which was pretty impressive. But mm. I did see all the quotes when they signed him saying he's ready to go, which obviously he was because he went straight in. But I'm just a little bit concerned he might not play enough minutes to to make the, the price value. Yeah, I quite like what I've written here. Set piece, focus side. That's... Um, Always popped up over the last few years, hasn't he? But yeah, you're not not in a not in the spot where you want him. But Burton, long throws, uh, centre halves with good set piece records, Brayford and Co. Um, yeah, absolutely. Should yeah, be um, yeah. should we see like should see continue to see more productivity out of him. And um, he's a name to a name to follow. Um, another young another young lad to follow. Uh, Cheltenham centre halves. Oh, yes. Oh, no, don't don't worry, it's not Lewis Freestone, everybody. <laughs> um, yeah, just worth a note for Curtis Davies. Uh, I'm not sure if you heard of him. He's an uh, up and comer. <laughs> not one of these loanies. Uh, 38, I believe now. Still going strong. He's done really well uh, since he's gone to Cheltenham. Big win for Cheltenham at the weekend. Keeps him very much involved in the um, chances of staying up and. Yeah, I just think since Freestone, I think he's been injured and we might have been suspended. Um, Davies has just nabbled a few chances of late. Um, mm. He's had a few sort of pop shots as well for some reason. But yeah, what, what a warrior he is, Gav. I, put here. Oh. I don't know why I put that, but <laughs> <laughs> you might say, no, he's not a warrior. He's a, just a professional footballer. We, we love it, don't we? We love these... Um... There's no middle ground, is there? Look, young up and coming academy <laughs> players. Yeah, <laughs> you know, right. great. We like to get on you nice and early, but we also got a harbouring strong respect for EFL stalwarts, yeah, like, of which or all the um, all the uh, foreigner we can't pronounce. As, uh, as <laughs> Let us. You've got a How surname about, we can butcher. We will. Hang on, we, we've got one here. We've got one here, Gav, who's a um, a good old Englishman. He's not that old or not that young. Um, Two efforts for Lloyd Jones um, in uh, Nathan Joneses. Any more Joneses, anyone? Um, <laughs> didn't really start well for him at Charlton, but Jones, I, th- I thought it was worth noting that Jones scored all four of his goals last season for Cambridge from now onwards. Oh, I love that. So, love that bit of it. Like a, like, that, um, 
bio like rhythm. A spring horse, kind of, yeah. Well, yes, yeah. Quite, he's he's quite. been waiting for Nathan Jones to arrive. It'd <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, anyway. be interesting to see how Nathan Jones gets on there. Um, oh well, yeah, I've got a. Um, I did mention to you that there's an interesting article I just picked up mm-hmm. a few hours ago in the Reading Chronicle. Highly recommend it as a great read if you love ads popping up on your computer about <laughs> online dating every five seconds. Um, it's by James Earnshaw. Um, sure, he's a great guy. Looks about ten years old. But anyway, um, let's. I'll stop slagging it off because it was quite interesting. Um, Ruben Celes, who is uh, my low-key vote for League One Manager of the Season, considering everything's happened. Mm-hmm. No one else will say that, but I'm saying it. Now, he is labelled, another name for me to mango, he's labelled Amadou Mabenge's newly discovered long throw, a weapon, the side are looking to exploit. Now, according to James Earnshaw, Mbenge is known as Cheeseburger. I don't quite know where that comes from. Um, Cheeseburger returned to the starting side last week following the injury to Tom Holmes and has picked up three assists in three matches with his long throw technique. Now, this is, I thought this was interesting. Sellers said uh, in the last third, Mbenge had... So he calls him Mbenge. Who's calling him Cheeseburger? I'm confused. Uh, anyway, I'm going to stick with Mbenge because it's not that difficult. Mbenge has been improving his long throwing a lot lately. It's very difficult to defend the second action with time and space for Femi Assis, and we know he can score those goals. So two of those ended up as quite long-range strikes. So whether they're repeatable, I don't know, but... Then Celes said, we worked with his technique. He already improved around five metres with the technique. We copied some ideas from coaches like Thomas Gronemark, who was the ex-Liverpool long throw guy. Um, If you follow him on Twitter, he likes to tweet every 10 seconds that he was responsible for Liverpool improving under Klopp. There's nothing to do with anyone else. Um, (laughs) He's certainly not shy of reminding you, put it that way. Uh, at Liverpool, and we are helping him to develop that. He's a quick learner, so he got that very quickly. Da 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 da. With that weapon, we need to use it by organising the first action and second action and third action. How many actions, Gav? <laughs> so anyway, I think that's worth looking at. Maybe it will help your man Binden get on the end of something. Who knows? Just yeah, just looking at some of those. They definitely that was an uptake in. You know, I love an aerial duel. In, in the opposition. Yeah. Oh, parts. you like that. Yeah. You're, that like, was... you're like gladiators, you are. You like the <laughs> That's it, yeah. <laughs> Reading Charlton did see a noticeable increase in aerial duels in the Charlton box. So I'm just mm. looking through. Binden won a couple of them, which is good. He, he had a good aerial duel win percentage on, on Saturday. Nib's got another couple as well. But it's, yeah, so the last few games, it's certainly noticeable, like getting it in the box a little bit more and players mm. competing for aerial duels, which is, you know, could be as a result of some extra long throws going in. Uh, I don't know if we've got any Reading fans listening, but that might be some interesting insight if you're watching him week in, week out to um, to share with us. Um, yeah, and is he called Cheeseburger by anyone else apart from this chap? That's, um, that's the question on everyone's. everyone's There's a Sorry. backstory there. Um Awesome. There's League. I had a few thoughts in League One. Um, did did I mention that we had a winner at the weekend, John? Uh, Pennington um, scores, and then we did I mention that we had another one a couple of weeks ago as well. Che Dunkley scored. Was that? Did you did you say you had a winner, Gav? We had a winner. I've had two winners. Yeah. 
excellent. So you, won't, uh, you won't be picking any more winners because you're getting sick of that sound <laughs> effect already. Yeah, that's that's right. to put me that's off, right. yeah. Um, there's no stop. secret. How, how, do we, how do we keep on picking these winners? Uh, there's no... Um, there's no secret strategy. You just oppose Oxford and Northampton. We continue to talk about opposing both of them most weeks. Um, the latter, Northampton once again conceded from a corner when they couldn't clear their lines against Bolton. They got Orient next up. Probably, in, you know, you run straight towards checking and think, oh, Beckles, Daniel Hafe. Uh, but actually, maybe Jordan Brown is the one in the um, in the Orient midfield because he's already scored twice from some set pieces this season. Uh, some excellent penalty spot loitering for knockdowns and again tapping back into the weekend where Pennington had scored against Oxford for Shrewsbury last season same for Jordan Brown who had um, who scored a, a great solo effort against uh, against Northampton um, a couple of seasons back as well I thought Jordan Brown was an interesting selection for you know forward thinking midfielders who are good at loitering on the edge of the box for set pieces and can get a few shots away as well against a Northampton side that are, um, yeah, conceding plenty and Orient are playing well. Uh, Jordan Brown, 15 to 2, he was. The other one, Charlie, well, the other opposing Oxford, um, Charlie Hughes, already scored against Northampton this season. Oh. So we can tell he's got a propensity for striking whilst the set piece vulnerability is hot. He should have got another against Oxford. In Wigan's uh, the reverse fixture of this, uh, Wigan play Oxford on Tuesday. Finally got that out. <laughs> um, uh, what do we know about Charlie Hughes? We know plenty. He has mastered the art of mm. creating the illusion of chances from back post headers. <laughs> um, he did exactly the same against. It. If I, if I could choose, it's difficult to choose. I mean, Pennington was Pennington was a when well, no, I was kind of a back post head, he was in the middle when he, but I, yeah, if, if you could choose, I know we're being picky now, but I never, I never quite like those back post. Headers, you, know, you, to, you hate, you hate those 20 to one winners. When it, <laughs> and it doesn't quite look right. But Charlie Hughes, you know where he's going to turn up. He's, he's not like a, he's not a penalty spot loiterer. He's not a, you know, run to the front post. He's just tall man mm. at the back winning headers against right backs or left backs and um, that's good enough for me because he'd done the same against Exeter last weekend um, I would say yeah, if we're looking to oppose Oxford and Northampton again which we are Jordan Brown for for Orient against Northampton and maybe Charlie Hughes at the back for Wigan as they head to Oxford uh, 16 to 1 is mm. which I thought was a bit of value in that price as well I had one more in League One uh, there's a nice look we're, we're Rounding the circle here, Bolton. You made a you made a you know great case for when you put up or better up at the weekend. They've now got you know a facing a fixture pile up. They had to play an hour with ten men at Northampton. Going to have to do without George Thomason as well, who got sent off. It's all kind of like and you know what what have they got to face this midweek? A Wickham side who we probably haven't spoke enough about over the last few weeks, which is you know worth every goal. Of the 14 that they've scored in the last five, they are what stuck five against Peterborough at the weekend. But hey, they are mm. they are putting up some good numbers. Certainly since the turn of the year, they you know should have been a side that we're following for from a goal scorer punter's point of view. And I wondered here, difficult to pick out a little bit of value, but I wonder whether Kieran Sadlier, who's you've got the nice little ex club factor in, so he used to play for Bolton. Um, he's got three in his last three like some of your selections earlier, it feels very much a week where there's a bit of value about, but you can't trust the players to see out the 90. And sadly, is definitely one of those that, that barely sees out the 90. But I thought 15-2 mm. to two 
for Wickham side, scoring goals, Bolton side, could be a little bit vulnerable here. Tuesday game is probably the last thing they wanted after after putting in a shift um, on, on Saturday. And like you say, their fixtures are piling up. So uh, I thought Kieran Sadlier was an interesting option at 15-2 to two against his former side. Um, yeah, League 2. Bits and pieces in League 2. You, um, you've got some mm. great selections here, John. Talk us through your League 2 thoughts. Yes, only uh, only on this pod will you get half an hour on Forest Green. Um, but anyway, we'll, co- we'll come to those in a moment. I, li- I like to concentrate on the sides that are adrift in the league. It's always a good strategy. Um, <laughs> first of all, let's mention Ed Turns again. Uh, we mentioned him briefly at the weekend or before the weekend. Man of the match in both games since joining Crew. Uh, nothing shot-wise yet, but I just feel he's worth a mention because we know what he can do and... He might be not picked up with Crew having so many more dangers these days with um, Dimitri and uh, Adibeze, who scored again at the weekend. I saw big game um, that right tomorrow. Stockport Crew. Yeah, I mean, I mean, Stockport away is not is not the spot really at all. But I just think turns is worth a look in the next few weeks. I'll, I'll mention him. Lewis Cass scored a great header, didn't he? Whilst you're oh, yeah, talking about that, that game, yeah. very Lewis Cass is a. Uh, will always have a a spot in the notebook for me. So I remember they would probably be talking like three or four scenes ago now, and I saw him pre-season, and I meet. Uh, this is this is after timing beyond, but this is four year after timing. This is, a, this is like this is like oh better this one. This a, <laughs> but I, I never backed him. Never got on the right side of him. But where was he? he was at Vale, and he he just never he's never like held down a a starting position for like long enough. But I always like, sir, I remember back to that day and he, I'm sure he scored pre-season, but I picked him out and thought, right. oh, he looks a proper threat. He does. And he's nowhere near realised any of that. But I did think, as soon as I saw his header, I don't know where he saw it, but it was standing start, leapt on the, yeah. and punished it. Chaloner had him at Hartlepool, which I didn't know. But um, but yeah, I thought that, that's a, you know, a good fit, right? I haven't seen the price yet. I'll check it out while you're talking. Yeah, just to round off the Stockport coup trap, I thought mentioned for Lewis Cass. Good stuff. Yeah, we've um, a player that I don't think we've ever mentioned before, despite being around for a while now, is Joel Senior at Morecambe. Um, Probably wise because he normally plays as a right back in a back four, uh, which is massive caution on all counts. But he just looks a much improved player. I've seen people mentioning more of late. He's been in the team all the week, two of the last three weeks, and he just looks a lot quicker than I remember. I watched the highlights of the weekend game. A couple of times he th- he flew past the last man as like an overlap run. He's got away a couple of efforts, which for him is like almost prolific, but it's more positionally, it just looks like he's got more in the tank to get forward. So it's not really, I'm not interested in him even at the 16s at this stage, but He's still only, I think, 21, so maybe he's just a bit of a later developer and there's just little signs that he's showing a little bit more going forward of late, I think. What senior, price have we got senior, for Lewis Cass? Senior, a late developer. Yes. Oh, right. yeah. oh, very good, yeah. Didn't even try that one. Um, what price have we got for Cass there? Oh, I hadn't uh, followed through on my... Oh, on my I've dumped you in it there, haven't I? 16-1. Uh, 16-1 uh, okay. with a bit of blue around, so... Can't and beat Ed, a bit of blue as um, twenty-two to one. Ed turns so, though, so yeah. Oh, uh, yeah, that's um, that's good. Yeah, he's, he's just not really shown much uh, attacking wise yet, but you know it's there, don't you? So we missed uh, Adabisi scored as well on Saturday, and we missed him. 
Yeah, that was um, he was in the January to watch, wasn't he? For me, he was. uh, yeah. So scored in. Didn't February, watch it. Didn't, about, didn't right? watch him very hard, did I? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So here comes the Forest Green chat, everybody. Um, the four nil home reverse to Mansfield probably didn't surprise anyone, but first thing I noticed was uh, Nigel Clough was very complimentary afterwards, which doesn't really mean a lot because when you've won like that by that many, it's easy to be, but. Someone I know who's at the game said that, in his view, Forest Green were the better side, if anything. And the metrics, uh, XG and whatever else, they're slightly ahead of Mansfield. A couple of the Mansfield goals were just like sublime finishes that weren't really chances. And if you look at the Forest Green efforts in that game, a couple of players you've mentioned before definitely gave Dominic Thompson had a couple of long ranges. Um, one of your early season spots, Carl McAllister's back in the attacking midfield role under Cottrell. I think he had three efforts. Um, we never seem to get him right. He, he plays everywhere, that lad. Um, but I thought, oh, of course, you had the obligatory Ryan Innes chance early on that he um, he should have really done a lot better with. That was a good chance. And even 85-year-old Richard Keogh had a good chance um, in the last minute when the game was long gone. But I thought there was... As terms of selection, I thought the January signing Emmanuel Osadebe, who had he had four efforts from centre midfield here, and as the game wore on, he was more of an attacking midfielder. Obviously, they were chasing the game badly at that stage, but he's actually got a decent goal scoring record over the years. Uh, he tends to score in little patches as well. I've noticed, and I just fancy he's got a little bit more freedom in in this side than maybe he's had of late. So. Uh, first of all, and they're playing Barrow, I should say, on Tuesday, which put me off looking at Innes and Keogh because Barrow don't give away anything from set plays. They're like pretty much top of the metrics of not giving anything away. But in general, Barrow has have become a little bit more leaky of late. So considering of that, I thought Osadebe was just about playable at 9-1. to one. So I'll have one point on Emmanuel Osadebe. Love that pick. Yeah, just looking uh yeah, Dominic Thompson. We picked him out because he, he's mm. sixteen to one this week, but I noticed he's played the last two or one and a half games at um back at left wing back. But he's yeah, he's always a player that yeah. could easily pop up on the left hand side of a front three. So yeah, I like that. Yeah, I like that. That's that's good to know, right? That um we like those teams at the bottom of divisions, right? Where they're they're, they're not leaving anything on the table. Uh, they definitely. Well, um, I think. I think. I think you know that under Cottrell, they're not going to give up. And that I thought that was in, that was encouraging. Um, like especially right towards the end of that game, they were still firing shots away at four 0 down. They could have easily gone under, but yeah, it's um, con- it sounds ridiculous, but that was actually a good performance. So maybe there's something there. Let's. Uh, I had one more. Uh, Colchester Grimsby looks an interesting game just because of Colchester's attacking output at the moment. And Grimsby, mm. what are they on now? They are on 16 in five conceded since the turn of the year. Alistair Smith just jumped out a bit from a from a shot production point of view. Yes, most of his shots are kind of you know, forward thinking midfielder taking pot shots from the out of it outside of the area. But the thing that interests me here is look, he didn't. He hasn't quite made the jump to, to League One with Lincoln, did he? But League Two, we know it's his bread and butter. 13 in 60 for Sutton over the last two seasons. Back at the level now with Colchester. Already off the mark in the three games that he's played. Was shot happy against um, Harrogate on Saturday. I thought 5-1 to one at home 
to a Grimsby side, like we say, still conceding. If you were looking for a few goals there, Alistair Smith looks like the one to, to be with. Um, hey, look, we put all the notes together, John, and I think you've arrived at some of your selections. Just talk us through your selections then while I figure out which ones I'm going to put up. Um, go. <laughs> Thank you. All right. So we'll go uh, Championship. We'll go Preston versus Middlesbrough, which is Wednesday night. We'll have uh, just one point on Finn Assas. First goal score only 13 to 1. I'd be happy with anything 10 to 1 plus there. Uh, West Brom versus Cardiff. Uh, one point again on Tom Fellows at 9 to 1. First goal score only again. And why not have a half a point win double on the above two selections? First goal score only. Uh, nothing in League One. Barrow versus Forest Green. We'll have a point on Emmanuel Osadebe at 9-1. to Any time goal score that one. Love it. Uh, let's go for then. So let's go for Orient at home to Northampton. Let's go Jordan Brown, point at 15-2 to two for, for more issues for that Northampton back line. We will continue to take on Oxford, this time in the guise of uh, Wigan and Charlie Hughes. Let's see if, um, yeah, 16-1 to one he is. Let's see if I can get someone to lay me 50-1. to one. It's a back post header. Let's see something like that. Um, Let's go for Charlie Hughes, point at 16-1 to 1 against Oxford. And I'll tell you what, I do like that. I do like this. It seems long before time that we need to get with Wickham at some point. And I do like this angle, Kieran Sadlier against his old club, against the Bolton side that are going to be missing some in midfield. And let's say Tuesday game could be the last thing they needed. Wickham, full of attacking spirit. Let's go for a point at 15-2 to 2 for Kieran Sadlier. So three selections for me. Uh, three selections for you as well, John. Looks like plenty of winners. A Lovely. Healthy, healthy midweek coupon to get stuck into, which I should be looking forward to. Um, and then we shall turn our attention to um, next weekend's action with the usual podcast, hopefully on a Thursday or a Friday. Sound good to you, John? Sounds about right, Gav, yeah. Uh, hang on, I'm being invaded again. Hang on. Oh. 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 Yes. Well done, Gav. Right. I may have clicked on a different applause sound effect there. It wasn't quite as good. Uh, the spreadsheet's been out, John, straight after Sunday. Unbelievably, we're still in profit. Um, well, not still in profit. We're back in profit, which I don't think for all the for all no. the podcasts and for all the P&Ls out there, back in, I think our average price is still over 21 point something to one. I don't think that's kind of like bad going for a, for a no. couple of blokes. Show, us your, show us your P&L. Show it. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone else out there, who are you? That's what you're saying. <laughs> <That's it. laughs> um, awesome. Great. John, thanks for joining us. Uh, have a great midweek coupon, everybody. Be lucky as always. And we'll see you all at the end of the week. Good luck to everybody. I'll put my phone down now so no more clapping sound effects.